0: Welcome to episode two, part two of the TM Golf Cast. My name is Tad Myers, and this, uh, this final part, I got to talk with Ben Heinlein and Tyler Meerfield. Ben is the outside outings coordinator at Nemecola Woodlands Resort, and Tyler is the assistant golf professional and pro shop manager at the resort. And so uh, this last uh, part of the conversation is about where we need to go with the game of golf, how we can grow the game, and uh, some of their experiences on what they've been able to do to uh, grow the game uh, with their with the things they've been doing at the resort and uh, also uh, back home as well. So this is episode two, part two. Now, with Top Golf, it brings a lot, bringing new people into the game. A lot of different things can happen when when players get into the game what is the craziest thing you've guys seen on a golf course which with owning a golf course i'm sure you've seen a ton oh, of crazy say, stuff I was gonna say he's gotta <laughs> seen
1: something
2: so you know it's amazing and yes you're right owning my own facility uh you know i've seen many golfers try to you know take their golf carts and try to decide to go through cricks and try to get on the other side to get to their golf ball rather than just getting out and walking over the bridge uh, I, I hate to say it. I've even seen it here all the way up, up at a five-star resort. Oh yeah. A couple of guys have gotten drunk. Uh, they decided in their golf tournament that it was okay to strip down to their underwear and decide to swim across the lake to the other side and come <laughs> back. I mean, you see it all. It's, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what facility you're at, how high end, how low end. You're always going to see some crazy stuff, uh. Never whether changes. whether it be a couple guys that decide that the golf carts are their own little golf cart derbies, uh, they will run around and smack into each other with we, them. Yeah, we don't. I mean, it's not stuff here, that you want to see. It's not something that is, you know, awesome to see by any means. You know, you don't. You just think about all the damage being done on your own end, and most of the time the facility has to take care of some of that on their own. But you know, it's just it. It never. You never get ceased to be amazed. You know, every now and again, things just pop up, and you're just like, wow, that actually just happened. <laughs> and, you know, you, you get shocked, and you keep going on. <laughs> Find a solution to go past it.
0: What is the craziest thing you've seen, Tyler? It's like the, just the, the most random, craziest thing you've ever seen on a golf course.
1: Um... Most random, crazy thing I've ever seen is I was playing with somebody just as uh, in a tournament at the field club when I first started playing, and uh, they got so angry that they uh, took their entire bag off the golf cart, threw it into the woods, (laughs) and walked back to the clubhouse.
0: Oh my god.
1: Didn't even get back in the cart, just... That's
2: just, a, that's just unfair to the cart guys. Now they gotta go out and get it.
1: <laughs> no, no, there was, I, I, was, I was driving the cart, so I don't know if the guy just got frustrated and was tired of me, or if he was just <laughs> tired of the game. He like he just literally got, like literally threw his bag in the woods, and I, uh, I, I guess that bag's still there. I have no idea unless he went back and got it. But <laughs> yeah, that was the craziest thing I ever saw, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> like, that guy took it to a whole new level. I've never ever seen anyone do that i mean i've seen people throw clubs and stuff but i've never seen anyone throw their entire bag in the woods like that's
0: that's just crazy uh, that's remember,
1: weird like I, it's yeah
0: i remember one time i was working at a i was working at this golf course and um, some guy got so mad he threw his entire golf bag in the lake walked back to his car i've seen yelled something yeah. and walked <laughs> back grabbed his keys out of his bag <laughs> grabbed a bag out threw the bag back in and just went off
2: Same, very similar situation in my golf course at home. (laughs) Guy threw the bag in a lake, got back to his car, realized his car car keys were in his golf bag at the bottom of the lake.
1: (laughs) And he went back just for the keys, but not the rest of the bag.
2: (laughs) He ended up having to go back and go swimming for his golf bag to get his car keys out of it.
1: Oh, don't you hate when that happens? case of the Mondays.
2: (laughs) case of the Mondays. Man. So what is one
0: thing that you guys have done, I guess, what is one of the most creative things you've guys done to increase, I guess, golf course revenue or, or rounds here. Or I guess even at the Pronto Rosa. What is the one thing that you've what is one unique thing that you've guys done to create rounds or increase rounds at your golf course? So
1: hmm. I can gonna say you can go ahead, you have the Rosa.
2: <laughs> so so on our end, uh you know, to increase rounds uh we here at and have recently started to do a lot more member events. Uh, our membership is still relatively young. New, uh, just in the last couple of years we've really been focusing on trying to grow it. So, we are now trying weekly, turn not weekly tournaments, but bi-weekly tournaments. Like almost every other Friday now, we have a small little cash game where we encourage all our members to come play it has been growing in size we started with about six to eight guys and you know now we're up to 16 to 20 showing up so you know it's a small little cash buy-in and winner takes all at the end it's starting to become a little more of a hit you know Friday afternoons they're taking off work a little early to get to get uh, to get here to the golf course also you know another good good thing that we have done here is an all-you-can-play package we uh, decided on a a rate that you come out, you pay it in the morning, and you can play your second round and third round based on availability, of course. But you know, as long as the golf course is empty, I watched a single guy play. You know, he played 54 holes the other day. He just, yeah, 54 holes played by himself, single, zipped around, zipped around the first 18 in about a an, uh, two and a half hours, and. I, I don't believe he stopped for lunch. I think he just went straight back out, got some got some food off the beverage carts. He was here all day and he and got his money he worth. He said That's for get your sure. Money's
1: worth right there.
2: You know we get we you do get a couple singles like that, but most of the time you get a nice foursome that comes plays 18. They go back out and try to get another 18 if they can. You know what the nice thing about having that all you can play special is yes we might be losing a little bit of money on the replay rate, but uh, you know, they're going back out, they're buying more food off the beverage carts, they're buying more liquor off the beverage carts, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting some of your revenue back that way by those guys going out and paying for that extra lunch or paying for that dinner at the halfway house, something they weren't going to do if they just come out and play one round, they may try not to eat at your facility because of the fact that you know, they can grab something on the way in or the way out, but now they're kind of stuck here all day so they're going to continue to try to eat or try to purchase that food or something along those lines to kind of help your F&B side of it as well.
1: Uh, it's also worth it for the um, word of mouth marketing that they're going to be doing as well because I mean they're gonna definitely tell their buddies about it and say uh, hey guys uh, you got this great deal at Nimicol and they got a all oh, you can play special right now you, sh- you guys should come on out. I just did it and I got 54 holes in. I mean, that's a value of probably like seven, dollars, and I got it for this low, low price of under 200. So I mean, uh, it's worth it. I mean, you get so much more out of it, and it's definitely the best thing you can do. I mean, but we've definitely been doing a great job here. I mean, mainly Tom, the director. I mean, he's been doing the great job of uh, promoting these member events, being very active with our membership. I mean, we didn't really have a whole lot of Mem per se member special events or things to grow membership as much in years prior, but of late um, Tom's been really uh, dedicated to getting that rolling, and Tom's really good because he knows everything about these people. He's l- learning stuff every day about these people. I mean, he remembers every little thing, even down to like what drinks they like, he, that, like that to shirts That's they a- like, like brands. Like he's really good at that sort of stuff. Cigars, they like, like things like that. He's very good at, and that's the thing that a lot of places won't do with their members. I mean, most people will take your membership money and put your name on a locker, but Tom will actually go above and beyond, and he's kind of teaching us to do the same thing by uh, learning about these people so that we can make it more personalized uh, guest service experience rather than just taking their money and saying, all right, you owe me a cart fee, and you're gonna be good to go. Yeah. And we can actually talk to them and relate to them. I mean, that's probably one of the biggest things that I think we've done here in the last few years to make this uh, resort stand out versus other places in the world. I mean, cause a lot of places just don't do it.
0: That's awesome. Now, Ben, you've actually, uh, you've been able to, now, didn't you want to be in the long drive competition? Like, weren't, you, weren't so you trying to pursue yes. long drive?
2: competition at yes one at one point yes I was uh, I was attempting to be in a long drive circuit my dream when I was you know the first year or two of becoming into the uh, golf professional world I really wanted to be a trick shot artist with uh, and be a long drive professional I uh, quickly learned that a I was not quite in shape enough to be able to do it and I'm not quite tall enough, I don't believe, to get quite the arc and the speed that you need to hit the ball that far. Uh, so yes, I did dabble in it for a while. I do have uh, a couple videos out there <laughs> on YouTube. If anybody wants to laugh, they can go out and check those out. Oh, I've seen them. But uh, yeah, very, I mean that was that funny. was one of the one of the dreams growing up, and you know, I was a huge fan of John Daly. You know, crazy guy. Drinker hitting golf balls off of beer cans. I wanted to be that guy. I wanted to be the guy that's going to go out there and make people want to play the game because it's fun and see something cool and different.
1: Well, he just showed that you don't have to be a rich, snobby person to get involved in the game. You can just be a blue collar, everyday person and you can still have fun doing the game. That's what he was proving. And he's still proving it. Still goes out there and I'm sure he drinks a few cans of unnamed beverages <laughs> before and after each round and still has fun with it so I mean hey to each his own if that's your way of doing it that's your way of doing it doesn't really matter what other people's way is mm. I mean, that's how you grow that's how you have fun with the game and that's what he's doing
0: you just do you, you yeah do you. and that's what they—that's
1: they, right. what the golf culture's turned into in the last 20 years I mean before it used to be oh I have to be very preppy very uh, stiff like I ha- I can't be just a nice relaxed be myself really on the golf course, but now it's a whole different culture. You can do whatever you want on the golf course and have fun with it and be yourself. You don't have to be uh, like Judge Smells and Caddyshack. You don't have to be a <laughs> snobby jerk in order to have fun and do and play golf. You can be uh, like Rodney Dangerfield and just be yourself, be loose, have fun. And that's what golf's been all about here, at least recently. I mean. Because uh, before that, it was kind of considered an old man's game. Hmm. So,
0: with with the having the fun, switching topics, just just throwing a throwing a dart here. What kind of equipment do you guys have in your bag currently? Uh, I know you <laughs> you were Nike for a
1: while, right? Yeah.
2: So uh, when I was teaching at the golf academy, yes, I was on staff with Nike. Uh, I. At the time, yes, I actually liked their irons. I did enjoy them.
0: Yeah, they had some good stuff. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say I actually did enjoy the irons. I, I still have them. I still play them. Uh, you know, waiting for that next step in my life to see where I go with them. But uh, yeah, I'm. I got I got Nike through and through. Putter to driver. Uh, <laughs> like them, yes. They feel great in my hand, and you know you gotta you gotta like what you hit. You know you can't sit there and look down and. See a club that you don't like or doesn't feel quite right in your hands, you gotta make sure the weight's right, it's set up properly for you. You know, if you don't like it, you can't hit it.
0: Now didn't you, like when you were trying to pursue long drive, didn't you have a crank driver? I did,
2: yes, I did have a crank driver.
0: What was that like? I I, Uh, I always imagine myself hitting one of those and just can't.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's, I remember the first time I swung it and hit a golf ball, I hit the golf ball probably 85 yards right. I mean, it was amazing how far right this golf ball went. But uh, 48 inches long, you know, max max length, and there were no grooves in the face to reduce spin. And, you know, I think it was a double X shaft, and, you know, it was kind of like swinging a sledgehammer. It was a little too heavy for me, and I wasn't quite ready for it, but, you know, I learned to hit it. I uh, I did end up winning, a, you know, a couple local qualifiers, a couple local small events nothing that on the LDA tour or anything but you know
1: LPGA tour LDA oh oh sorry yeah go ahead LDA
2: and uh yeah you know it's it was a crank driver you know unfortunately a few years ago I was hitting it around and I actually uh broke the face on it it actually collapsed on me so I do need to get a new one I've been talking to a a long drive professional that I know that are good friends with, actually went to Cal U with us, uh, by the name of Trevor Kinsavage. He's, uh, good guy, you know, he's traveling the world doing his trick shot shows and, you know, he living, living my dream. Uh, so, you know, I I try to every now and again keep up with him and see how his life's going and what he's doing. He's, he's traveling, I think right now overseas doing some, uh, shows for the militaries. He's going to the bases and oh, wow. yeah, he's awesome. going to the bases and doing shows on bases for these guys, which I mean it's kinda cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Jeez.
2: I mean, I don't know if their target ranges are long enough for how far he hits the golf ball, but
0: eh. they could just send him out on the <laughs> just send him out in the field.
2: <laughs> where those guys
1: get some of the most fun talent you could ever get in the world.
0: Now what about you, uh what about you? Do you have uh Tyler, do you have any cool clubs in your bag or what what yeah, I don't see you play much golf. I think I've only seen you play one time.
1: Yeah, I haven't played much of late. i um, been more dedicated to my uh, running and fitness stuff lately, but uh, yeah, I have uh, kind of a mixed bag of things. I mean, the majority of the stuff I have is like uh, older clubs that I got um, in college because my uh, first set of clubs uh, got taken out of my car. when I was in uh, college getting my car fixed um, and had to get a new set with my insurance money but I uh, ended up buying a bag from the Coastal Golf Shop I still have it, it's still my bag I use it just says Coastal Carolina on it and PGM and it's a Titleist bag Um, so I still have that and then I have Bridgestone J40 cavity back irons that I really like, they're really lightweight and they work for me so I just kept them I never really thought about getting a different iron yet I mean, unless I ever get on staff with somebody, then I'll consider trying different ones, but um, other than that, I uh, I mean, I still use a King Cobra driver that I've uh, been using those for years. It was like my first real driver was a King Cobra, It's different model, of course, but uh, I've been using that thing forever, and I hit the ball straight with it, so I keep using it, but other than that, I mean, Cleveland wedges, uh, Odyssey putter, I mean, like I said, it's a mixed bag, but I just kind of go with what works for me. I don't stick with just really one brand. I just go with whatever actually fits my game that I've worked with. And that's what I keep using. I mean, that and a Titleist Pro V1 golf ball.
0: Titleist Pro V. I I saw um, somewhere... It's the uh, one that
1: works best for me.
0: I saw somewhere where Titleist is... Uh, I saw they're all releasing prototypes. I thought I saw somewhere online that Titleist has got some prototypes out there of uh, some of their new Pro Vs.
1: I figure they they try to always get ahead of the game, but you got to give them credit for that. I mean, they do make one of the best golf balls on the market. So I mean,
0: it's hard to crack into that market now that they got you know. Yeah, they, they
1: there's a lot of there's a lot of competition, stiff competition. i want to say what isn't Callaway just right behind them?
0: Yeah, Callaway's closing They're, up. they're closing they're in on, on them on now. The titles, they but
1: they were kind of falling back, but now they've actually changed their uh, design of their golf ball in the last few years that has really. Done a whole 360 on their uh, market, so I mean you got to give them credit for that. But yeah, I mean I'm not a huge fan of Callaway myself because it hasn't really worked for me. But I mean it's all dependent on the golfer. It's really. all everything's dependent on the golfer. That's no, right. Really, yeah, pretty pretty everyone's different, so it's always going to be a different, uh, different situation. Like Ben, Ben probably uses a, uh, a Strata golf ball when uh, <laughs> with those Nike irons, and uh, who knows, he may do a Noodle. <laughs> hey, right a
0: noodle.
1: But I'm sure Callaway or Titleist owns one of those now if they don't own Top Flight too. So.
0: so wrapping up here, you both being from PGM schools, what is one piece of advice you'd give guys in the PGM program now?
1: Uh, I would say the one thing I'd give as advice is listen and take in as much and experience as much as you can in your programs now before you get out into the real world, because they do give you a lot of real world situations in the PGM programs that we don't really think too highly of when we were taught them. We're like, oh yeah, sure, like that'll happen to me. But it's true, because a lot of that actually does happen to you, and uh, we don't take advantage of it when the opportunity presents itself in school, and that's kind of one thing I would say, is just take advantage of all these opportunities, learn as much as you can while you're in school, so And when you get out into the real world, you can take it with you and uh, kind of be one step ahead of everyone else. And that'll actually come in handy a lot down the road because that's one thing I didn't really do a lot of in PGM schools. I didn't take advantage of a lot of those situations and I regret it. But I'm learning a lot of it now and uh, I mean that's the only thing I could really do but that's one thing I'd recommend is just take advantage of what's given, what's put in front of you really in these programs because they do have a lot of educational and excellent material so just take advantage of it what about you Ben
2: so from my side of it uh you know I, I feel like one of the better one of the reasons I've had a more or been successful on you know where I'm at here you never really want to say no to any any job they ask you to do I uh I've done everything from unclogging a toilet to you know managing groups of 300 people right now, which I, we have this week. So, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you don't know something, ask the question first, and mm-hmm. don't do it wrong. You know, if, if you know, they, they ask you to go set up something on the golf course and you're not quite sure which tee boxes something goes on, instead of going out there and guessing, ask. Just say, hey, you know, mm-hmm. should these should we be setting all the signs up on the white tees the blue tees where would you like them at you know a lot of times as golf professionals we just send people out send interns say hey guys here's what you got to do go set them out we sometimes will miss small minor details like oh he's an intern he's new he doesn't know that most of the events are going to play from the blue tees here or most of the events are going to play from the white tees something simple like that that you know always make sure you're trying to be detail oriented be be willing to ask questions, be willing to, you know, show that you want to learn and you want to grow as a golf professional. I mean, I'm still I'm still learning myself. We're Our resort right now is going through budgeting meetings. And just today I said, hey, you know, I haven't had a whole lot of experience with budgeting. Can I start tagging along and coming into these meetings just because, you know, I don't know a lot and I want to learn. I want to grow. So, you know, if your bosses, your managers see that you're willing to grow and trying to grow and trying to learn, and, you know, you're showing initiative to do it and actually put it into use. A lot of times these guys will look at you and say, hey, this kid's going to be something. Let's keep him here and keep him around. Let's, there's, let's, you know, yeah. There's I would, never any
1: job that's too small or too big for you. I mean, whether it's working on creating a budget or unclogging a toilet, I mean, it's stuff that... Uh, it's also a good experience to go through it, even if you just do it once, but it's still a good experience. And uh, there's never any job that is ever too big or too small for you that you can't handle. And, I mean, our leadership at the resort has been very uh, positive in forcing this growth over the last few years. I mean, uh, I'd say it's grown every single year on uh, having us get more experience and growing us as individuals, really. Every single year, it's gotten better and better. So, I think that's one of the best things that I've seen at this resort is uh, how much they care about the employees' growth and well-being, and that's something I'd love to see keep going. And, I mean, you know, it as best as I do, and how Tom, Justin, Eric, Patrick, I mean, they've all been very uh, positive and affirmative. I mean, Tad, you even know that. Patrick's had you work with him on various projects. So you worked with Eric a little bit. I mean. We've worked with Tom and Justin on certain stuff that we never worked on before. So it's definitely a positive, uh, positive year by far for us.
0: Yeah, at least what I've seen. I mean, I've gotten probably the, some of the best experience I've ever gotten in, in the industry. I've only been in it for a few years. But um, and to be honest, it's Eric and and
1: definitely one Patrick. of the best years they've done with interns, too. I mean, uh, they have you guys be more hands on and more uh, involved in different aspects of the operation than they have in other years. So, I mean, you. That's a big sign of showing how we far we've come in the last four or five years. I mean, that's a big step, big step up. That's awesome. And I mean, to have people like Eric and Patrick here that are very experienced, well versed, and very able to help you with anything you may need, and have been there. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, working with someone with, with their reputation, awesome. and then someone with Justin's reputation, Tom's reputation. I mean, these are people we want to take advantage of and learn more and more from great to have those uh, people at our uh, fingertips really
0: yeah like working with Eric working with Patrick is is truly been a a really good uh, opportunity really
1: and what's the best part about this whole place is I mean all these people are humble I mean no one here is like cocky about how good they are and they are very talented very good people and they uh, are all humble down-to-earth professionals and they understand What we are how we where we are and what we're going through as well. So that's one huge aspect of it Couldn't ask for anything more out of these guys
0: Alrighty, guys. Well, I want to thank you guys for uh, joining me on this episode. I appreciate it You guys are awesome getting to learn from you guys this summer has been truly awesome and and remarkable. So Let you guys
2: go and thanks for having us. Thanks for uh, thank
1: you for having us on Ted. We appreciate it. Thanks for letting us be a part Hopefully we uh, give you a few helpful hints.
0: Alrighty, See you guys next time. Alrighty, So that was episode two, part two of the TM golf cast with Ben Heinlein and Tyler Meerfield. Next time on the show, we have uh, probably one of my favorite people I've gotten to meet over the year, the, this last year and a half. He is an internship coordinator at California University of Pennsylvania. He's also a professor of the PGM program, and he, uh, I kind of consider him a really close friend. He has grown my career so much. Uh, he's been a mentor of mine, and uh, I definitely not, would not be where I'm at today without uh, J.R. Pond. So that is next week on the show, next Tuesday night. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll see you next Tuesday night on the TM Golfcast.